Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and the sea is open for you at every table. Let's get back to the story, shall we, my friends? Last time on Hotel Hell. Harper, you see on the ground, in front of one of the doors, uh, Julian, uh, what do you do? I would like to do a medicine check. Okay, you run towards um, Julian and do your medicine check. Find the markings on uh, Julian's, I'm going to say, left side Mm -hmm. of the temple, almost close to the ear. Skittering on your peripheral, you kind of get a a little motion and you see in full display a black widow spider. This fucking spider is out to murder us all. This is me to death. Do you need any water? Uh, food? No, I'm okay. I just, I think I just need to stay seated for like, I- I'm fine. I'll get my bearings. You should probably rest. We have a mysterious fake wall that we're going to be knocking down today. Isn't that right, Harbor? Yeah. I got the key. I got the key. So Scott's going to like unlock the door and then take the key out. The lock's spins and it feels like it does unlock. You twist the knob and... And it doesn't go. Oh no. Now can we break the door down? I guess so. I mean, if there's no other way. Should should we try like pushing it a little bit first before we... Yeah, we should try like forcing it open. All right, I'll hold your camera. Yeah. yeah, and then we can do the shot again and pretend that Scott's the one yeah. opening it. Yeah. yeah. Right, just, just, just like he did with the other doors, I'm gonna try to like, you know, shove the gate. The wrong way. <laughs> so it's no. not Scott catapult. Just a straight strength roll. Or? Yep. Okay. Boys are like behind the scenes, strong man. <laughs> behind the scenes, devilish. Yeah. <laughs> Cinematographer by day, construction crew by night. Damn boy, you want to have film school? Um, oh yeah, that's still a regular still success. I forgot how high my strength yeah, is. You're, you're a strong boy. Yeah, I got a regular. You push your shoulder against it, and although it has a give, as if like the door seems to be open and unlocked, it feels like it's something pushing it back close, and you're unable to open it just with that. It's like a, it's like a weird kind of resistance. Maybe maybe there's like a, sh- a bookshelf or something or a bed. Maybe. I don't know. Well, maybe maybe well, maybe I... the room got rearranged and sealed up. Yeah, and then how did whoever did it get out? Ah, Ms. If they got out, let's not let's talk about not a the possibility. Not a not a supernatural okay. expert. Um, can I hand the camera to Scott? Can I help, boy? Scott. <laughs> Scott's um, like struggling. Does he, under does the... he roll again? Do you want him to roll? How are you helping Roy in this? Um, I'm just gonna like help him by like helping push on the door as well. Yeah, just like combined strength. So I'll do the following, Roy. You can push again your strength roll. I will allow you to do with a bonus die. A hard success. Hard success. With you guys combined strength, you guys give a moment, reel back, and you guys push open the door to a point that there is that resistance, but then it's loose. And then you guys pretty much tumble inwards. You're greeted by a very dark room. This place is also a mess doesn't seem to have been touched 
by the amount of dust that this place has within. In a first glance, within the darkness, there is shapes of frames and paintings, about seven uh, on the wall. There's a bed, a trunk, a drawer on the side, a little painting podium in the middle, and the one thing that gets you guys most confused. Nothing was in front of the door. That's weird. Maybe oh. the hinges were rusted or something? What is it? Oh, there's nothing in front of the door. I don't know why it wasn't opening. Oh, uh, is there anything of note in there? Not really. It's really dark. I, I think I see some paintings in a bed, but uh, we'll uh, we'll light it up with studio lights. Do, do we want to light it up and then re-record Scott opening the door just for, you know, convenience yeah. sake? Yeah. Yeah. You know, we'll start, we'll set it up, we'll put, like, the standing lights inside to like brighten the room and like get ready for the film Scott entering it. they're doing that, can I take a look around? Uh, I just wanted to stay outside the room for now. <laughs> None of um, that. Yeah, so I want to be like, you know, looking around to see if there's anything that stands out. You don't see any electric wiring within. You guys will have to put light in here. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bring some of them inside, and as you bring it inside, you guys get to see this very dusty, very abandoned, but untouched, as if somebody literally just closed the door and never opens again, room with these paintings on the wall, a stack of canvases in one side of the room, the bed undone, so like as if a person had just got out of the bed and left it like undone a trunk in front of the bed and a drawer on the other side all covered by dust covered a layer of dust also there are two windows in here with heavy black drapes what do you guys want to do as you put on the lights i want to take a look at the things specifically on the walls to see if i can recognize like yeah. recognize them and then i want to peek into the trunk to see what i can find like there are seven paintings on Five of them seem to be landscape styles of painting, where you recognize some of the sceneries, like the Iskert River, the Hoodoo Mountain, and the hotel itself. They all have that very similar disturbing artistic style that you guys found on the portfolio earlier. Now it has the notch has been turned from 11 to 12 as the Hoodoo Mountain seems to be erupting in smoke, lava, and fire. There are skeletons on the outskirts of the scenery of the hotel. There is also the river that is seems to be red, different from like bluish. And it's paintings of crows half dead on mid-flight as well and it's very disturbing but nothing beats the two other paintings two paintings of one is an elderly man almost like a portrait but this painting is with this guy he's wearing victorian garbs and he is looking with a face of terror towards the painter or it's depicting the viewer in terror as his throat is sliced open by a razor that he wields himself. Then you head towards the other painting. This painting 
is a youthfully looking male with facial hair that is screaming towards the viewer, mouth agape, and his eyes wide open with his skin boiling and undoing itself under some sort of like burn and melt. It's just horrific to look at. Rolling a sanity check. Uh, yeah, very much. You're just taken back a little bit by it because those are disturbing imageries. Hey guys, um, just looking at the uh, paintings in here, I don't think we should show much. I don't think we should show much of the interior on the show. Just judging by it, and um, I think we should also be careful because, you know, any points to the one with the uh, the younger guy with the beard, um, that. Looks an awful lot like what Harper saw. If you guys see the paintings being pointed out by Scott, I'm gonna ask you guys to do a sanity check. Um, I pat, pat, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! Oh my god! Which is weird. My sanity was high. Yeah, my sanity is also pretty high. It's too bad I can't use luck rolls on sanity. Wow, <laughs> well, uh, what's up, Roy? You do lose one point of sanity as you witness these very disturbing paintings. Can I take a look in the trunk now? Okay. As you come close to the trunk, it is covered in dust as well. And you the first thing you notice before you go for opening is that the area that has the lock for you to open it, which by the way, doesn't have a lock. The lock must be somewhere else. You do see a engraved a name onto the a metal piece. And that is Johan Schism. Our favorite boy. I knew it. By the way, like when, <laughs> as everyone's inside, Harper's just like calling from the other side of like the hallway. Um, is everything okay in there? Uh, Scott's gonna call back. Uh, yeah, just give us a few minutes, okay, Harper? Okay. Thank you. I was gonna say, while Scott is looking in the trunk, Julian's gonna start taking the paintings gently lifting them off the wall and turning them around and placing them gently on the ground leaning against the wall and he's also checking like the backs for any signatures or dates as he does so you're just doing the ones on the wall right yeah are, are there more there are a stack of canvases on on the ground and you haven't looked at those yet okay he's gonna do the ones against the wall and then he's gonna kind of slowly go through the canvases and just like since they're on the ground in the pile he'll just like flip over the top one because that's the only one that could be like seen completely but he'll also like just kind of very quickly like go through those paintings as well while Scott looking at the time. As you are taking them down and looking you do notice that at the counterpart on the back of each painting there is like a sentence or so describing what it is like the one with the erupting volcano it does say hoodoo mountain uh, the initials and the date that he did, which was the closer to 1925. Then you go, finally go into the painting of the old man. And in the back, there's not a sentence describing what it is. Instead, you find this, and I'm gonna provide you a handout over here. I'll read it out loud, but Julian isn't reading it out loud. He's reading it himself, but it, what it says, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, 
Some to shame and everlasting contempt. You can do a no check if you want. I got a regular success for education. You recognize that this phrase comes from one of the passages in the Bible. Okay, um, do I know which passage exactly? You did not roll that well to recognize exactly where. I will record the note in a little notepad that I have. And then just kind of put like in brackets beside it, like a quote from the Bible and like kind of note in my head that I need to like research that. Um, yeah, and then I'll keep going. And then you go to the last painting that is the painting of the bearded man melting. And as you turn, you see the little sentence that describes what the painting is about. And then there is the name Johann Schissel self portrait. Oh, yeah, he will also note that just like in his mind that. The burning man, the man that was burned, was Johan, and he's kind of like, hmm, and he'll write that in his little notepad, he'll go and start looking through the stack. I'll jump onto Scott. Scott, you then open up the trunk. There are articles of clothing that would fit the person who would be living around the late 1800s, more like 1900s actually. And with it, you also find a hefty book that when you pull it, it is a copy of your old King James Bible. Is that all that I find in there? Yeah, with a quick search, yeah, that's what you find. So he's going to pull out the Bible and kind of be like, well, it doesn't Whoa. seem very much like this guy's vibe, but he did live in the 1900s. And he's going to kind of bring it over to Julian and be like, so he had a Bible on him. While he's like, you know, passing the Bible over to Julian, he'll be like, did you, did you find anything out? Anything interesting? Just some weird things. <clears throat> the painting with the old man actually does have a Bible quote on it. And on the painting of the Burning Man, it says, Johan self-portrait. Can I very quickly just like kind of flip through the pages of the Bible? You go to fetch the Bible from the hand of Scott. As you do so, Scott also approaches with the Bible so you can grab it. And you guys have that weird moment of like the hands hit each other and slip and the Bible falls on the ground, which Harper hears as like a, a FUD happening on the inside of the room, and you're confused about what that was. But interestingly enough, before anything happens, you guys see the Bible fall on the ground and open. As it opens, it falls exactly on to the first page of the Book of Revelations. I will kneel down and very gently lift the book and I will just skim on the page to see if there's anything changed on the page or if it's just regular old revelations. Regular old. He'll do a flip through with just kind of like, you know, like making the pages go really fast, just kind of seeing if you can find any like changes in it, any notes or anything. No, uh, it seems to be, uh, aside from old and untouched by God who knows how long, 30 years maybe, it is not a defaced Bible in any way. Okay. Yeah, and he'll um, give the Bible back to Scott. And Scott, like, you know, be like, hey, maybe we can try and figure out at least what, like, book, cha chapter, verse thing, the uh, quote from the back of the painting is. With the Bible in hand, could I try to recall the quote? I'm gonna let you do it, but it needs to be a hard success. I just got a hard success. Nice. Like, literally on thought. Yeah. Um, Should have made it extreme. <laughs> remembering what I do about the Book of Revelations, it's a very much end of the world, and 
Johan's art style seems to be influenced by thoughts about the end of the world. It is definitely weird. Um, there seems to be a lot of disturbing history with this hotel. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of, you know, writers and authors and artists, you know, kind of taking inspiration from Revelations, that's not something that's uncommon. No. So I'm not, it's not something I'm exceptionally worried about. It just feels like Johan was heavily inspired by it. Mm -hmm. And maybe something else is going on. It just feels, it feels, it feels very weird. That specific, like, a lot of things I know that take inspiration from the Bible. It's, it's various books, it's various stories within it. But this is very much like, like just the book of Revelation. And that's concerning. It is. Um, I'll do my best to look into it, but yeah. honestly, other than what I learned from Anna, she didn't really know anything about Johan. So, uh, unfortunately, I don't have easy access to a library here. Mm -hmm. So, we may just have to go off what we're able to discover. Mm -hmm. um, it may just be something we're not able to solve, but um, I'm going to try to find the quotes, the Bible here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks you no more than two minutes or so for you to go through the Bible, trying to discern out of the best of your knowledge. You have conducted research on the Bible, especially with your occult-related um, material and years of dedicated uh, work on the subject matter. You are able to locate the passage. You find that this passage is on the Old Testament, on the book of Daniels, chapter 12, verse 2. What Julian will say is, oh, the Bible quotes are sort of taken out of context yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure how the Book of No would relate to anything. Um, to be honest, I'm very used to things like cults, occults, things like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Using Bible quotes out of context for like a greater meaning, a different meaning than mm -hmm. in the context of the book itself. So in terms of if this relates to revelations i really don't think so but it might relate to be related to something else johan was trying to say mm -hmm. um but what you want to say we won't know unfortunately uh roy you just finished setting up the lights on the area and it illuminates the area quite well so you are able to get a good like scope of the whole place Something does attract your attention though, or at least like unintentionally attracts your attention, which is the podium with the art supplies. There are brushes and some vials with paint in it, and even some like what would be equivalent of the tubes of paint for that time period. You approach it and you see one of the vials, it's for some reason piques your interest. And if you're interested, I would like you to do a Idea roll. Sure. This is neat. That hey. is a regular stuff. In film school, you have had experience on not only capturing and filmography, but you also had the opportunity to verse yourself with more like special effects and some other aspects. Not really post production, but more like set design and stuff like that. And this kind of like uh, almost like flashback zero way into that time period where the topic of the class was about how to create fake blood 
and there is like how you can approximate the materials to make look like blood and have maybe the consistency of blood it's always a medium because you never know if you get too close to looking like blood you might not have the consistency if you go to the consistency you might not have the the look really collect it might look a little bit chew off and trying to break the uh, uncanny valley with it interestingly enough this very dried liquid in this vial glass vial has all the characteristics that you would assume real blood to have if it had been there for a long period of time Ugh. this is creepy i think uh, either this is just really old paint or there's like blood in this vial all right See, I know this because uh, back in film school, they showed us this thing about like using paint to create fake blood for movies. You know, like look at the old horror films and stuff. That's that's really where a lot of my knowledge comes. But yeah, there's definitely blood. Um, okay. I think for this scene, I think we can kind of frame it, emphasize it as you know, wacky, weird history. Let's do our best to kind of keep the disturbing stuff low. Um, so we should get rid of this then. Put it back. Yeah, go. Um, can I very quickly go over to the stack of paintings and just kind of like speed run it before we go get Harper? Sure thing. Who else approaches the stack of paintings, or is it just Julian for this time? Just I'm Julian. also going to approach the stack of paintings. Let's all get traumatized. I feel like Roy's probably just I like he's taking yeah. a step back. He's kind of mentally like setting up a shot yeah visualizing how to do this scott and julian approaches the canvases and as you guys start going through it the notch is turned from 12 to 15 as you start to witness the most disturbing hellish paintings you could ever imagine a weird mixture of geometrical shapes and anatomically abnormalities that is depicted within these pictures. Something that like best reminds you like frightening surrealism, just like the works of Hernomius Bach. But he has these hellish connotations with these weird alien-looking creatures full of like wings and fangs and claws and tentacles. It's grotesque to look at it uh, you guys start to feel like a, a physical reaction by looking at them as it is just completely taking you guys back I want you guys to roll a sanity oh I failed actually Scott you do lose one point of sanity meanwhile Julian you suffer four points of sanity as you have a little bit more context of the occult and going through the studies of like mythology, understanding like uh, what people consider the supernatural and stuff, as you're studying the occult, you have a deeper understanding of some of the depictions, and that gets to you more. Julian doesn't feel very good. Now that Julian's looking at it, he's like, oh god. You know, he'll go and he'll like turn, just like turn the top one over since they're in a stack, and it's just like the top one that we'll be showing. Um, and I'll kind of like push the stack aside against the wall so it's like kind of out of the way. Before we do that, it's another aspect of the painting that I need to explain. On the head of the paintings, of all these hellish escapes, there are two creatures 
and in every painting is a different type of monster and they are holding aloft some sort of bowl and there is a symbol at the very bottom of the scroll in the very middle and bottom of the scroll almost as if it was an emblem on this scroll on each of the paintings there is a different sentence and that's what i'm gonna hand out to you guys there's not a particular order to them it's uh You've reached the end of this episode of Hotel Hell. Thank you so much for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and be sure to catch the next installment of Hotel Hell, which premieres every Thursday. To connect with us, follow our social media accounts. And if you'd like to support us, you can head on over to our Patreon to join the conversation, view sneak peeks of our next project, and discover our fantastic bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Gordon from Off the Beaten Path Musical. The Call of Cthulhu 7th edition module we are playing, Hotel Hell, can be found in Peterson's Abominations. The module is owned by Chaosium and was written by Sandy Peterson with Mike Mason. Thanks again for listening from all of us at the Storytellers Tavern. Mm-hmm.